Check out my podcast show, Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman, Thursdays at 9 p.m. I talk about everything and anything. I'm all about sharing what I know and about learning as well. Hola, welcome to On The Wake Up Radio. Shout out to my producer, Cindy Ashby. Tonight's episode is about what is BDSM. You're listening to my show, Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. I am your hostess, Boricua Angie. To call in, the number is 844-818-4433. You can catch us on the wakeupradio.com and otwtube.com. As I always say, some can relate, some appreciate, some hate. Hey, Ron, are you there? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess you can probably just tell me a little bit about yourself. What exactly do you know when it comes to um, BDSM? Um, I don't really know too much. Um, I have a friend, a female lady friend. Um, it's a crazy story. I don't think it's a crazy story. But um, I have a friend. She was uh married for about 11 years and we went to high school together she was actually my high school girlfriend right so she was in a um in a muslim marriage for 11 years um she found me on facebook we started talking again she got divorced um and she was just telling me how she was suppressed a lot of her sexual feelings um that she had for other women um, that's, you know, she was in a strict marriage. He wasn't really with the shits in regards of threesomes or, you know, being with another woman or anything extracurricular. He was a real, you know, vanilla guy, you know, I guess due to his religion, which is, you know, understandable with certain Muslims. And she started kind of like, I guess, uh, just doing a lot of exploration. And she was just telling me certain things um, that she was interested in. One of them was, you know, BD, uh, you know, what, how you pronounce it again? BD, BDism or BD, how you pronounce it again? BDSM. <laughs> BDSM, BDSM. So yeah, like, I mean, I've been with women before and, and I know some, a lot of women like to be choked. They like to be, they like to be choked. They like to be held. They like a little bit of rough. And I mean, I watched some BDSM porn um, but I never knew anyone personally that was interested into it. Um, I met some people that were in the lifestyle, never been in the lifestyle myself. So, and I, she, you know, just really, we had these open conversations. Um, and I guess, I mean, I guess it was, you know, out of, for us having a good relationship, she felt real comfortable talking to me and being open with me, just in regards of like, uh, what she was into, she actually, you know, you know, told me what kink was and defined kink. You know, she was interested in being like, like being tied up. You know, like being, you know, spit on. And it, 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 it was, it wasn't super wild because I mean, I have some friends that were, in, you know, in the lifestyle. So, and at the end of the day, it's the end of the day for me. You know, whatever you like, you know, I respect, I respect it all. Um, 
but you know, she was uh started messing with uh this couple and she started experiment with the poly lifestyle as well too. She liked to be hit a certain way. It was a certain way the husband of the couple would hit her or would spank her. Um she's also an insecure individual too. So she wasn't in my opinion, you know, I'm all with exploration, you know, especially being in a relationship that you, you know, uh, emotionally weren't there and sexually weren't there either. So I, you know, I applauded all that. I, but I, you know, always promote, always wanted her to be safe. Um, but also, I didn't want her to settle. So I mean, uh, I don't. I didn't think the couple thing was a good fit for her, and because it was just you just jump right into the situation, and it wasn't kind of. I don't know. I just was. I didn't think it was a good thing. So, but she, she you know, she told me the definition of kink. What she was into, you know, um, the sensation and enjoyment she got from passionate kisses, um, being spanked, um, being uh, whipped, how erotic that was to her. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, I never, yeah, I, I never, I never done too much of myself. I've been with women that, you know, might have wanted to wear, you know, uh, certain you know, leather, you know, leather garments or, 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 or things that just, so I'm really, to answer your question, I'm really like a novice, you know, I just see what I see in some porn or what I hear from my friend who's like kind of dipping her toe into the kink lifestyle. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, so for me, like the main thing is I'm into, I'm into BDSM. <laughs> So not all of my people, all of my family and friends on Facebook. No, but anyway, so yes, I'm into BDSM. It's always about consent. I feel that a lot of people, there's people out there and I can't say a lot, but some, there are people out there who would, um, who would give themselves the title and the label, like, yeah, I'm a dom or, you know, uh, I'm, a, I'm a dom, um, a submissive, this, that. People just throwing things out there. Consent is important. And also they're supposed to be safe words. It just can't be, let me just choke you up. And, and you know, that's it because there's a lot of things you have to learn with that too. You have to learn how to choke somebody properly. Um, again, when it comes to BDSM, people are, are into a lot of things like the choking, slapping. I feel like. So originally that's what I thought it was. I thought BDSM like BDSM was just all like, hey, I like to be tied up. You know, I like to be choked. I like to be, you know, bound. Or that's what I originally thought it was until I really kind of start talking to her and she explaining to me, you know, how that really plays out. And what I do understand, you know, it's kind of to each his own. And in my, in my book, man, hey, look, it's all fucking peanut butter. Some like creamy, some like crunchy. I ain't going to tell you not to eat crunchy. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, but me personally, I'm a big guy. I'm six foot, uh, you know, I played college football. I've always been a bigger guy. And, you know, I have intimidating features. And the women I have been with, you know, love that old big bear exterior of mine. But I'm always just because... I don't watch all 22 seasons of Law and Order SVU. I don't want to hurt nobody, and I ain't trying to get caught up in no dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? So, 
you know, even using a safe word with me is definitely, I definitely would do that, but I never will go full out. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I was, I have that, that fear, you know, of hurting someone or even going to that extreme for the sake of eroticism. You know, I'm all with, of, and, and sexually wise, like I want to satisfy women, you know, um, shit, I enjoy anal, but I'm like, a woman has to tell me that she's in the anal, you know what I'm saying? I'm never going to ask a woman like that I'm with, you know, sexually, like, Hey man, let me put it in your ass. You know, are you in the anal? You know, that's offered. If I get an inclination that that's what you in, so be it. But I'm just going to, I don't know. I, I don't know. I may be programmed that way just because I've always been a bigger guy and I don't want to be seen. I don't want uh, to to seem like a predator. But as I've gotten grown, as I've gotten older and more mature towards sex and had different sexual conversations with other people, you know, a lot of women, especially the women in power, like to be dominated. You know, they 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 want to be in control of it to an extent, but they want to be dominated. They want to be, you know, roughed up to an ex, to an extent. You know, um, but I'm not gonna say to each his own. And I'm a novice to that. I mean, hey, whatever floats your boat. Um, I know some things I just can't get into, uh, just because I don't get I don't get an arousal out of it. You know what I'm saying? If I was with someone. And that's what she liked. I think I would do it to an extent. You know what I'm saying? You know, I would go, I would even go to, I follow a couple people on Facebook that I've made friends, friends on Facebook because I, we had mutual friends. And, you know, I would go to an event because I'm open to that type of stuff. I'm never just going to prejudge or whatever. Be super close-minded and stuff, but uh, that's just me. No, I get it. Um, That's the whole thing because, again, it, um. I remember I was saying that last time. I feel like, you know, everything is not for everybody. You get to um, explore, try things, but it's, you know what I mean? It's not for everybody because like half of the things you said, anybody hears that about like what? The, the, the spitting, the tying up, all those other things. Again, that's not for everybody. And if somebody is curious, I feel like, that has to be taken slow. I feel like you would have to Google and read up on things and, and, you know, just find out about stuff. Because again, this type of stuff, you can, you can actually hurt someone if you don't know what you're doing. Cause I remember I've gone to like events where they'll show you where to flog or use a paddle when you're, you're spanking someone. There's like the main parts of the body that you you can't hit with a, with a flog or a paddle because you can hurt that person. You can break a bone. You can do anything. So it, a lot of things that, again, that are really important to know before trying to jump into something and be like, oh, let's try it. Because <laughs> just like you were saying, what was it? Law, Law and Order SVU? What was it? What show you say you be watching? I have to unmute you. Hold on. I'm sorry. Law okay. and Order SVU, man. Stabler. I don't, I don't, I don't want to stay with coming to my house and get me, man. But yeah, um, that's, yeah, that's really important about taking your time and stuff like that. Because again, just like you said, you can end up on TV, on the news for, you know, <laughs> it's like, how do you explain it? You know, it's like, how do you explain what happened? But it's funny because sometimes people act like, um, 
sometimes I feel like people act like they don't they don't know what BDSM is. I mean, to a certain extent, but I feel like they act like these things don't exist out there. Like there are people doing this stuff. You, you see what I'm saying? Like it's it's out there. It's not for like again displaying for everybody. I guess people who are either again into it or curious, they're the ones that get to see all this stuff. But yeah, I, again, the main thing is consent, and again, knowing exactly what you're doing. Because I'm gonna say it again, that is really, really important. If you would see like half the stuff that I have, I just showed one, right? So again, only the people I think on Facebook can see. So this is one of my vloggers. So I have like two of them. I'm not a pro with that whole, you know, doing the little. I'm I'm not a pro at that, but I have used I have used the vlogger before. I don't think I'm that bad. Um, I was told I can use a little bit more, <laughs> a little bit more force, but I've done it. And again, I try to be careful and I'm watching what I'm doing because again, you have to watch exactly where you hit on the body. Oh, so I wanted to also, um, the letters of what bond, um, I'm, you hear me saying bondage already, um, BDSM. So it, it's bondage and discipline, dominance and submission, Sadism and masochism, what BDSM stands for. Again, for the curious, the curious people out there, I've always said there's nothing wrong with trying something once. Anything that you do, you have to be, um, <laughs> anything you, you do, you have to be, you have to be careful. <laughs> How many toys? Oh my goodness. I was going to try to bring all that stuff out, but then I was like, I'm leaving it there. As you can see some of my floggers. I actually have the whip. <laughs> um, I have the electric, the electric one because there's so many different things like electric play. Um, what I said before, the rope play, the bondage, so many things that there is. Again, this is something that I think a lot of people have to understand when um, these things happen. And there's things called like scenes. Um, so they'll have demonstrations. And it's really interesting because again, still learning. I'm not saying I'm a pro at this, even though you see I got stuff, but um, it's always the interesting thing about when you ask someone like, what's going through your head during that session? You know, some people will go to like another place. And I forgot, I know, I know there's a word for it. Um, I don't know why I'm thinking headspace, but I know there's another word for it, but it's all about knowing when to stop because that's another thing that I've heard. There are people who, if you don't ask them, you know, or for them to give the password, if you don't ask them, you know, some people will continue. And at the same time, it's like, it's not a bad thing, but at the same time, it's like, there has to be a point when you have to stop with the flogging, whatever type of demonstration that they're doing, there's always just that, that cutoff of like, you know, that's it. Like you already had enough, even though they're not trying to say the safe word and they're going through it. Um, and these are things too that you have to be cautious of because I feel like people who have done the scene, they also have to take a moment, you know, to come back down. They're probably, you know, feeling some type of way and all that, you know, there's a whole process, you know, there's a whole process to it. It's not like just come over here and let me whip you and then that's it. Because if not, I think we'd be out there whipping everybody, but you know. <laughs> Oh, no. Pineapples, grapes. Uh, look, um, they've used the whole thing with numbers, like using one, not even numbers, colors. 
like red for, you know, to stop, yellow, green. They would use different colors to basically say like when it either hurts too much or you want them to stop. So <laughs> people can use all type of passwords, but that's funny. Pineapple. Pineapple grapes. <laughs> hey, Reggie. I guess you were chatting with me before, but um, I guess, yeah, tell us about the things that you've seen when it comes to this. Because I know you say you're not really into it, but you said from the things that you watched. It's, it's like, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not into it, but, you know, I never really, I dabbled in it. I never really was full on, you know, to it. You know, when I was, um, you know, the, the usual, the, you know, the light stuff, you know what I mean? Like the tying up and, you know, like, uh, um, you know, bad and just, uh, food pleasure, you know, like the nine and a half week shit where you use food and strawberries and chocolate syrup and that and um, choking and all that. You know, I did all that. The I wouldn't say extreme, but like the hardcore stuff, I never really did. You know what I mean? Um, when I was married, my you know my my ex wife was like, yeah, you, you know, we should get like a vibrator, a dildo. You know, I said, I'm cool with that. You know, I like to do that. Like, cause I, when I make love, when, well, you know, when I make love or have sex, what do you want to call it? I like to pleasure my partner. I like to have her orgasm and all that. That turns me on. You know what I mean? To make me nut and make me come is to have her nut. You know what I mean? So I'm into all that, like that toys and vibrators and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm not, you know, um, all that is, you know, good into play. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I said, you know, I, I'm interested. You know what I mean? I never, I dabbled in it. I never really did nothing real major. You know what I mean? So um, I wouldn't mind trying, you know, handcuffs and, you know, um, the handcuffs and the, the outfits and whips and all that. You know, I, I wouldn't mind trying that. You know what I mean? So, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, is interesting. No, I hear you. I hear you. There ain't nothing wrong with that. And again, because I remember last time we were talking about, like, you know, if you're you're married to someone in a relationship, again, ain't nothing wrong with trying certain things, again, just to see. And again, research is important, because like I say, you just can't go flogging. <laughs> you can't go crazy, because it's true. You can you can end up getting locked up depending if the person um, or not even um, I don't know how it works if it, if it's between couples you know but if this was somebody else you would definitely get in trouble because again you just can't you know what I mean you just can't automatically just come out of nowhere and be like start flogging someone and and like I was saying before like you just can't you'll get in trouble for that <laughs> you will get in trouble so definitely. It's yeah. one of those things, research, research, research is very important. Um, one place to to check out is called FetLife. Again, that's for people who are actually curious, who um, probably have Googled when it comes to like BDSM, kink. That's actually one of the sites where sometimes um, I, I think things might be a little bit different um, since some of us are vaccinated. I think they might have like workshops, um, events where they explain these kind of things. And it, and it could be different things that they might be showing. Like, again, we're talking about, it could be about rope, um, shibari, um, flogging, how to do it properly. And so, you know, again, there's a place 
for if you want to um, learn and find out about these things. Because like I said, <laughs> you can get in trouble. I mean, I myself have been through it where the person took it upon themselves to want to do a, a similar situation, like a, a what do you want to call it, like a, a, a scene or a session. But what he was doing was there was no consent. Um, what he did was basically abuse. This is another thing that we, we've tried to talk about within the, the community and stuff when it comes to things like that. You have to learn the difference of what is considered abuse because there's a difference. Again, consent is very important. And if you do tell the person what you want and what you're expecting, that's different. But when somebody is just doing it just to do it, none of that matters. And it's funny because I think somebody told me like, that I would probably be looked at differently and judged for something like that because it's like, how do I explain to someone, you know, that I'm into this, but then I have somebody who ends up choking me and doing all this other extra stuff. And it's just like, it's kind of messed up. It's like, no, I didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't ask for that because I didn't give consent. You know what I mean? Again, there's a difference, consent and abuse. I didn't give consent. It was something that, you know, it's, it's a whole different thing. Something to, for people to, again, you have to pay attention. You have to know of the type of people you approach and that you can tell that they're knowledgeable, um, not just telling you what you want to hear. Because again, it's like everything I feel that has to do with a label, people take it and run with it. I've learned women who the minute that the guy said he was a dom and, and it was into um, the, the whole rope play, um, these women were just like jumping at the opportunity, not even trying to to like, I guess, what it um, do their homework and 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 vet and see for themselves. Like, is this person actually a dom? You know, but they didn't give a fuck. They just went in and jumped right into it, not even knowing if what he, you know, what he, if he knows what he's doing. Just because he was just showing certain things, they already thought this dude was like a pro. They thought it was like this is a real dom, and he's not. <laughs> and it's just sad that there are women who will get caught up in these situations because I've heard stories. You know what I mean? Women actually being abused where now again, this is beyond what BDSM is. Again, when there's no consent and there, this is not a scene or anything, again, now it's just considered abuse. So again, things to be careful about. You want to try something, maybe keep it simple, light, like you said, hey, vibrator. Maybe a simple little tie, maybe some handcuffs, something simple to work your way, but not what, you know, those things that you see in porn, um, whether you see it in YouTube, you Google, whatever you see, no. Um, for certain people, again, people who are beginners or curious, like, you know, everything, yeah, you got you to gotta go slow. You just can't jump, you know, <laughs> trying to jump in head first, not even see where you're going. But... Um, is there anyone else? Do you want to say anything else? I guess before I like I start reading like the information that I have and stuff. Yeah, I was just saying that um the first mention of BDSM that I heard of was on um used to be a show on HBO called Real Sex. <laughs> so yeah, I used to watch that shit all the time back in the day. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. And they used to show all types of kinks and all types of things that people do like orgies and you know like uh dominant fem you know submissive stuff whips all types of type of you know stuff with dealing with sex so you know 
that was my first like really learning into it. You know what I mean? Is watching them, you know, talk about it and what's the pros and the cons about it and stuff like that. So, you know, and and when I was looking at it, I was like, you know, some stuff was like, yeah, I can do that. Other stuff was like, nah, that's too much. You know what I mean? But, you know, like I said, I, I'll try, you know, something, you know, I'll try some of that, you know, ain't nothing wrong with trying, you know what I mean? So, you know, every, um, I think, you know, it's good, especially if you're in a relationship with somebody or you trying to be in a relationship with somebody and they, you ask them like, Hey, you want to try something different? You want to try this? You want to try that? And if they say, yeah, then yeah, go for it. You know what I mean? If I don't like it, then hey, go on to the next one, you know, go do something else, you know, so, but yeah, watching that and and seeing all types of shit like that, like, the some stuff was like crazy, some stuff was like interesting, so it's like, you know, I could, you know, I could, I could get into some of this stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, yeah. Yeah. So... Again, you know me. Um, I might know some stuff, but I feel like I might not explain everything or explain everything, you know, to a T. <laughs> so I'm going to read some of this stuff from besides the things I already said. So it's like, what is BDSM? It says fundamentals, types and roles, safety rules and more. And you see how they talk about safety rules? Again, very important. Um, it says, if you ever fantasize about getting kinky in the bedroom, you're not alone. The runaway success of E.G. of E.L. James' novel, The Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh yes, when The Fifty Shades of Grey came out, I'm going to talk about that one. <laughs> More than a hundred million copies sold. Not to mention the sales of other books and the series and the movies it's generated. It's interesting. People love that. All right. So prevalence. It says how many? How many people practice BDSM? It says further proof. It says nearly forty percent of women. And 60% of men have fantasized about dominating someone sexually. While slightly more women and less men are aroused by the idea of being dominated, according to a study published online, and this is like, whoa, way back in 2016, it says the same study also found that almost 47% adults would like to participate in at least one non-traditional type of sexual activity. Very interesting. All right, so here we go right here. It says the history of BDSM, not so new. It says explore a little more and you'll also discover that BDSM is nothing new. Among BDSM's historical high points, it says art and text from ancient Greece and Rome show physical pain being used as an erotic stimulus. The Kama Sutra, the, rever the revered, what is this? Sanskrit text on sexuality written in India about 2000 years ago, it uh, describes six appropriate places to strike a person with passion and four ways to do it. It also has chapters titled Scratching, Biting, and Reversing Roles. We have the Marquise de Sade, a French aristocrat who lived from 1740 to 1814, wrote a variety of erotic novels and short stories involving beaten, beaten and beating others. You see how interesting that is? We're going way back. It says, similarly, the term masochism is derived from the name of Austrian nobleman and author Leopold Van Sacker Masik, I'm hoping I'm saying it right, whose 1870 novel Venus in Furs describes a dominant submissive relationship. Oh, and there's books I need to, as a matter of fact, let me see if I can find those books. 
Um, back in 1953, it says, Kinsey Institute study found that 55% of women and 50% of men were aroused by being bitten. And even pre-Fifty Shades of Grey, 36% of U.S. adults reported having had sex using masks, blindfolds. And you see, these things are safe right here. Look at that. Using masks, blindfolds, or other forms of bondage, according to the 2005 Direct's Global Sex Survey. Ah. Now, here we go. What people might think about when you hear BDSM. It said, is BDSM still considered a medical disorder? At one time, mental health experts were dubious about whether those who practiced BDSM were mentally healthy. But the American Psychiatric Association took a huge step. Wow, we're using big words over here. Okay, so for the first time ever, the guidelines drew a clear distinction between consenting adults who engage in sexual behaviors outside the mainstream, such as BDSM, and those who forced others to engage in those behaviors without consent. You see, maybe talking about them. All right, that means simply experimenting with, say, whips and chains is no longer a sign of mental illness that by itself justifies or requires clinical intervention. That's pretty interesting. You see how things work? When people don't understand certain stuff, it always comes off as, like, it's a very um, a, a bad thing or, like, what's wrong with you? And that's the whole thing. Like, I feel like you really can't express yourself sometimes and just do certain things because of stuff like that. It's like, oh, you like that? There must be something wrong with you. And there's really nothing wrong. Like I said, I'm into it. Let me not even say that because they're going to be like, girl, you crazy. <laughs> um, I'm into it and I think I'm perfectly fine. It's not one of those things where it's just like, I be really doing anything too crazy or too extreme. And again, if there's something I don't know, or I'm, I'm curious about, I'll Google and do research first before it's like, oh, let me jump into this. And again, not knowing. So I'm really trying to scroll through here. I should have done this from before and I wasn't thinking. Because there are books for people to check out. And I know I had a picture because I think Ethical Slut. Ethical Slut is one of them. And I was reading some of it. And it gives kind of a little good description when it talks about... I guess exploring and just like, you know, all right. So um, it says most of the available evidence, it says the psychology of BDSM and why people drawn to it. it says most of the available evidence shows that the majority of BDSM enthusiasts are mentally healthy, you see, and typically in every respect, except that they find traditional vanilla intimacy unfulfilling and want something more intense. Ah, what it says, normal is a funny word to describe a really widespread and diverse humanity. If your definition of normal is how many people are doing this, it's way more people than you may think. You see? like, But again, I feel like people try to get into things. And again, just because, it's, what do you call it? Like if let's say everybody else is buying those sneakers, there comes the other person be like, I got to buy those sneakers. So that's how that is too. People will just go into this, not even really understanding it or really to the point that they, they like or enjoy it. It's just because they want to do what everybody else is doing. Or they feel that if they do get into this, it will make them seen, known, popular. And from the things that I've seen on my other page, it's like people are just ridiculous. Like I said, 
all of a sudden they saw somebody, you know, doing a demonstration and all of a sudden everybody's just like, oh my God, I want to do this. I'm into this. And it's just like, what? <laughs> you would think like, I'm not saying people don't know that it's out there or they probably, I don't know if they ever ran across it, but it's just like, I was like, in my mind, like, are you serious? Like, are you new to this? You never knew about this from before. And then again, like I said, really just wanting to jump into it. Like how? Like, um, again, like I said, pain tolerance. You have to see how hard some people have gotten whipped. And again, they enjoy it. They, I'm telling you, they could just take it and it's like nothing. I, oh, perfect. I found it. <laughs> so there's like three books here. So The Ethical Slut. Oh, but this has something else because I thought we were talking about BDSM because it says swinging for beginners and it says a happy life and open relationship. I don't know how this other two books are with the ethical slut, but um, that's actually one of the main books. And I know that there's supposed to be like other books, like I said before, if um, anybody wants to read up, I can try to Google hopefully before the show is over. Um, it says, so this says the physicality of BDSM. It says, why does it feel good? Let's see. It says, think of athletes who push past physical comfort to an experience of runner's high or people who chase thrills by engage in dangerous extreme sports like skydiving. Think of the bliss that aficionados of super spicy food experience when biting into a pepper sets their mouth on fire or the rush of fear that riding on a roller coaster or watching a horror movie can bring. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that's a lot. No. Role-playing and BDSM. It says the variety is endless. It says doctor and patient. I think you were talking about like dressing up and role-playing. Doctor and patient, teacher and student. Role-playing is a common aspect of BDSM play. It may involve two or more people who act out a particular scene or fantasy. BDSM role-play can happen in person or virtually. It almost always involves at least one individual being dominant and another being submissive. It may be simple or it may be complicated enough to require a script. And actual sex is not the focus. Ah, perfect. I'm glad I'm seeing that part too. Um, so look, common themes for BDSM roleplay include kidnapper victim, law enforcement, prisoner, owner pet, and the royal and the commoner. I'm telling you, it's a whole different world when you see these type of things of like what people are really into. And... These are the same people that have like high position jobs. It'd be like the last person you would ever expect. And it's always in somebody, sometimes it's always somebody like in a really high, powerful position. So it's it's pretty interesting. It's really interesting when you see the type of people who are really into this. Like you would never know. It could be a judge. It could be a lawyer. It could be a doctor. It could be anybody. You would never know if they don't tell you. So you can see everybody looking all sweet and innocent. Don't be fooled. Just because you see the goth people out there. Um, what's the other word? The goth, the emo, the many different terms that they have. Just because you see people out there with their piercings and, and the type of tattoos they have. It's, it's funny because it doesn't always mean that they are the ones who are into like the BDSM and kink everybody has their own thing of how they like to express themselves. They might look a certain way. Doesn't mean that they're going to be into that. So this is what I'm saying. Like it's, it's, we live in a world where it's always somebody you would least expect. It could even be the librarian. 
And I don't know if they, they showed a scene like that, but yes, he could even be the librarian. Don't be fooled. All right. So let me see it because I missed I didn't even get to read it. So, oh. It says common forms of BDSM play include bondage, what I was talking about, restraint or, rest or restriction, wax. Oh, I forgot about wax. I actually have wax too. Wax, dripping hot wax on the skin. The impact play, the spanking, the slapping, the caning, and the flogging. This is the caning. Oh my God. I've had that done and I was just like, bloody murder. I was just like, one or two was good enough. I was like, that's not for me. And there's also things that you can say you um enjoy something that you like i don't even know if that could even be included as part of a punishment because again this is all this is not about that type of thing either about punishing someone doing stuff like that just because again consent and where everything stops over the limit sensation using tools such as feathers a paddle burlap on the skin Sensory deprivation, blindfolds, earmuffs, earplugs. The blindfolds is so interesting when you try certain things. It is such a different experience and feeling because you can't see what's going on. You don't know what you're going to expect. So, all right, here we go. This is the this is the main one right here. And I still want to talk about something that I saw in here. It says the importance of communication, consent, and using safe words. How can how can having someone strike you perhaps to the point that you cry out in pain not be abuse? Consent is the magic word. While mainstream sexual encounters also stress the importance of consent, consent often takes the form of an unstated, implicit assumption based on perceived behavioral displays of interest, right? Words. The BDSM community takes consent further, demanding explicit rather than tactic, tacit consent. In a dominant submissive scene, for instance, when instance one in which one person is going to be flogged is standard practice for the dom or top and the sub or bottom to first negotiate at length and then contract often in writing what the sub is definitely willing to do what he or she might be willing to do and what is absolutely off limits before they begin to play. They also must agree on a safe word or gesture that the sub can use at any time to stop the action. That means that if there's any potential for pain, both players are aware of the rules and of their own limits. Ironically, it also means that the sub actually has more control of the scene than the dom since he or she defines the parameters and has the power to stop the action of any time for any reason. And it says there is no community on the planet more committed to the concept of consent than the BDSM community. Um, it says, of course, you can come across a rogue just as you can in any group, but if anyone crosses the line, they are cast out so quickly, it will make your head spin to see it. I actually try to do that. It was funny because I was trying to do that to someone on, because you know what, on FET, so it's interesting. Let me read this real quick. So common safe words include red. Remember what I was talking about? Red, pineapple, banana, and peach. Let me see what else we have here before I finish. Um, so let me say what I was going to say real quick. So there are certain sites and communities out there that when you, if you have the proof or you have the information, they're, depending on what it is, they're able to help you out. And I remember that they did because I had a situation that happened. Um, I had a police report. I actually sent it on the site on FED because FED is awesome. They really do take these type of things serious. 
They just don't allow certain things. And again, if you have proof, anything that can show, they will take it seriously. So I had, I had papers, police papers. Um, there was some pictures that I want, I wanted to, for it to be taken down. And it did. Once I showed what I had, it got taken down because it's like, yeah, you know, you try to tell someone like, Hey, you know, please take these photos down. Person's not respecting, not understanding. Um, but again, I had proof and information and I was just like, this is what happened. I want these pictures taken down. And, it, and again, I'm going to say it again. And it got taken down. They don't play. They take these things very seriously. They even, I think they even said that they work with the police. So you see, you got to love that site. I don't know about other ones, but this one right here. Yes. So safe and risk aware kink. How to try safely at home. Here we go. Here we go. Everybody who's listening. If you're planning on trying kink at home, experts advise going to a class. Remember I was just talking about reading a book, listening to a podcast, checking out informational videos on YouTube before trying anything other than light BDSM at home to see and learn how to engage in this type of erotic expression safely. It says you have to learn this. You just don't go to Home Depot and buy a rope and tie up your husband. <laughs> BDSM is BDSM play is not random. It's not built on spontaneity. It's built on anticipating a set of behaviors that are negotiated beforehand. People playing at home without training is dangerous. You see what I was saying? Um, it says, who spent four years as a collared submissive at home with a dominant partner in relationship. It says you can't, for example, just leave a person alone in a room, tied up and gagged and expect it to go well. So do you see what I'm saying? These are the type of things you... You just don't do. Now, social etiquette and BDSM. It might sound contrary, but there's more, most definitely a code of behavior with regard to practicing BDSM properly. If you're thinking about trying BDSM at a social gathering, often dubbed a play party, which can be informal gathering hosted by someone or an organized event, you will need to do some prepping beforehand about the social mores. Can you touch someone else's toys? How do you handle consent? Can everybody play Learning the ropes before you go will ensure that you have a good time. You see, everything I feel like in life nowadays, everything is research, research, research. Google is there to help for everything. Um, you just got to see and read. So what I was saying about what BDSM stands for, so it says bondage and discipline. So there's almost 50% of both women and men have fantasized about being tied up in order to obtain sexual pleasure. Dominance and submission. 65% of women and more then 50% of men have fantasized about being dominated sexually. And sadism and masochism, about 25% of women and more than 40% of men have fantasized about spanking or whipping someone for sexual pleasure. Now, the BDSM terms you need to know. BDSM also has its own language to describe who takes part, how they take part, and how things work. Among common terms you'll encounter in this world are bondage and discipline, dominance and submission, male dominance, male submission, female dominance, female submission, and sadism and masochism. All right, I'm trying to see if it's almost getting to the bottom. Oh, here we go. Remember I was talking about it? BDSM and the law. We don't want to have law and order and stuff like that happening. So it says what you need to know. It says the legality behind BDSM is murky. Legally, for instance, you cannot consent to be tortured or assaulted. And to the outside eye, some BDSM activities can appear to fall into that category. So, for example, if police raid a BDSM event and see activities that they object to, 
they can charge the participants even if there if there is consent. While it's unlikely you'll encounter a problem, especially in the confines of your own home, it's good to know the lay of the land legally. And there are special cases like custody battles where people need to know how this kind of information can be used in court. Oh, trying to scroll down. Now, BDSM, um, beyond taboo. It says, of course, while BDSM is not for everyone, there is more and more recognition that is 100% normal to fantasize about, about it. It says, what's more, given the reclassification of BDSM and related behaviors in the BDSM and the Fifty Shades of Grey phenomenon, it's easier than ever to explore those fantasies in real life without shame if no one desires to. One sure sign that kink is becoming less and less taboo, it says something about the Harvard Collard Munch, which brings together students with interests with interested in kinky sex is now recognized by the university as an official campus group. This is interesting. Okay. It says it's very out in the culture right now, but it's not fully out of the shadows yet. People are still embarrassed to talk about sex. When they discover, when they dive a little deeper into it, that it is that in BDSM you actually get to talk about what you like, what you're curious about, and what is and what is it definite? No. It's clear, overt, and collaborative, and that can feel delightful. And if you like it, you have control over what happens, and it's all good fun. Do you see how that works? You have control. Like I said, somebody just can't come out of nowhere trying to whip you, do stuff, and you know what I mean? They even have a conversation with you. Another thing I wanted to talk about, because it's funny. I've I've had a conversation on... Um, Uh, oh, that one? No, I'm. I think I'm more in um, switch. That's basically like being a, a dominant and a submissive. So um, sometimes I feel like I have been called that, <laughs> but I don't know. I can't even really tell you. But I just know more of the the dominant with the submissive. So it's it's called the switch because you can actually, if that's something you're into, you can actually be both. So one thing I wanted to talk about was when I mentioned the sex. It's funny because I try to have a conversation with some people within the community that who, who know about it, who are into it. And I'm like, again, people will throw labels out there and they feel like, hey, I'm a dom. And, you know, it's sometimes every scene doesn't have to involve sex. It seems that this person was using that excuse to always have sex with someone. And it's just like, oh, so this person got tied up. I'm gonna have sex with them. I just flogged this person. I'm gonna have sex with them. People, please, whoever's out there listening, again, if this is something that you go and attend, you're curious. Again, it is. this doesn't always have to do about sex. If somebody ties you up, again, whatever, these are the discussions to have. Because if sex is not something that you want to do and you only wanna keep it simple, like I said, with the flogging, tying up, whatever, whatever their heart desires. And if you say no to sex, then it has to be respected. Because again, I feel like a lot of people try to get away with that feeling like sex has to be involved. But people forget, people keep forgetting that STDs and AIDS are still out there because the person that I knew that was doing that, he liked having unprotected sex. He just, again, he took the DOM and the poly term and the labels and used it to, to work in his favor. And another thing people need to learn is like, hello, <laughs> Be be cautious, um, protection all the time. Um, if this is a dynamic that you're already in and you have and you know all the people in it and that's something that you do, again, to each its own, that's on them because 
they know each other or they only play with each other. So that's something different. But for somebody to just throw labels and then next thing you know, they want to be having sex with everybody. It's like, people, please make sure you ask the right questions. You let certain things be known that, you know, this is what you want and this is what you don't want. And that you're not here just only for that. Because a person can't, Dom or anybody cannot get mad at you and say, well, because you don't want to give me some, you can't be my sub or anything like that. That's bullshit. Don't ever believe that type of stuff. There's somebody out there who will give you exactly what you want and it doesn't have to be a sexual thing. So I think that's what I wanted to, I don't know why I feel like I'm missing something. I don't know. I feel like I'm missing something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm having a moment right now, but I know that I explained that. That's definitely, oh, I was talking about the books, but like I said, um, the ethical slut is the only one right now that I know. Um, let me, I'm going to look real quick. BDSM books to read. Well, there's a whole bunch here. It's funny because here we go with the Fifty Shades of Grey. Man, when that came out, I felt like it was it was funny because I'm I'm sitting there like one of those people in my mind is like, I was like, oh my god, you guys. Um, okay, I was just like in my mind, it's like you guys are kind of slow. Like somebody's out there wrote a book about you know this guy and the lady that's supposed to be the secretary, and it's just kind of like the women were loving it, but in my mind, it's like this this has already been out there. That was, you know what I'm saying? That was already out there from like, even before it came. But it seems like now that women have read about it and they just thought it was so sexy. Um, I don't know how many must have tried it after that. Oh, there's the one right here. It says the, um, the, um, the new bottoming book. So there's a whole bunch of stuff. Fifty Shades of Grey. I don't know if really too much. And they also have the new topping book, Tears of Tess, The Dom Who Loved Me. There's something called Edge Play. There's so many books here. Um, possessive, crave, behind closed doors, a novel. So it depends on what you're actually getting and what you're Googling. Like I said, everything, depending on where you are, Google is your best friend. You have, um, I think, Audible. I don't know how many people have it, but you can always find and just, just put in the right words and, you know, and you'll find it. You'll be able to, you know. <laughs> so... Hopefully, I was able to answer some stuff because I feel like the one that I read was it's pretty. I, I, it was pretty good. I feel like it was on point because I'm just like all these things that I was just talking about earlier. It's everything that they mentioned, you know, safety, safe words, um, legal stuff, you know. And I just thought it was pretty interesting because again, all of that's really important. You know what I mean? You know. <laughs> It's funny, I have these moments when I'm with my friends when they're here on the phone and I'll be doing things in the background. It's funny, but again, yes, this, like I said, I've it's been done to me. Um, pain tolerance is not at a no level 10. It is not even there. I have flogged with people myself. So again, and I made sure that I knew exactly where to hit because like I said, I've already seen and it's true. And again, everything has to do with research um, that you can hurt somebody. And I like the fact that the article that I was reading mentioned about when you want to do these things at home, again, everything you got to do is take it slow. There's nothing wrong with trying it. I know there's people out there who would love to try, but they're scared and it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, it's something that I had to learn eventually along the way. 
again, um, be careful who says that they're dumb. A lot of things to pay attention to because I've ended up in situations that were not good because everybody, some people just want to throw labels. And now I'm learning that I have to make sure that I know exactly what they're saying and I'm listening to what they're saying to be like, you know, okay, they know what they're talking about, whether they're talking about contracts, certain things that you'll hear that you're kind of like, okay, this, um, you know, this kind of makes sense. They're not just talking just to talk or just saying that they're dumb and again, they don't know nothing. So, um, so I guess with that, I see the time already. Reggie, thank you for coming on. My other guest had left me. I guess, you know, I guess he just felt like, you know, he spoke and <laughs> he was like, I'm out. So I want to say thank you to the listeners for tuning in. Check us out at onthewakeupradio.com and otwtube.com. You can catch replays on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Thank you for listening to Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. Shout out again to my producer, Cindy Ashby. Tune in next week on The Wake Up Radio at 9 p.m. for another segment of Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. Remember, life is too short. Enjoy life to the fullest. The next three, show, the next three shows that I have coming up should be very interesting. I got to get the flyers ready. <laughs> so with that being said, good night. Until next time. Bye. Look it up. Individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diane. Cindy Ashley Production. 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 On the wake up. Hola, I'm your hostess, Boricua Angie, and I'm on the wake up radio Thursdays at 9. My show is called Thoughts of a Light Skin Woman. That is also my IG handle and Gmail. The holidays, the winter is coming. I sell pasteles and coquito. And also, I do digital flyers. If you're interested, hit me up. I got my girls on, my swag on, my shoes on, and I'm